0: Today on the Rita Me Do It Show. Are you just tired of hearing people say that they can't afford you? Do you keep talking to people and they'll say things like, wow, what you do, what you do is so valuable. What you do is so important. It is impactful. It is life changing. It is needed. Yet none of those people hire you or purchase from you. Maybe you're frustrated because your sales calls are all ending the same way with people going, gosh, this is great. But you know what? It's just not in the budget right now. It's not in the budget. But I tell you what, I'm going to save up. I'm going to save up and I'm going to come for you in the future. If this sounds like you, if this all sounds familiar, you are definitely going to want to join me for this episode, because during our time together today, we're going to get clear on a few things on what you need to do to get in front of the right audience so that you can make more sales. Things like getting clear on who your market is so that people need, they need to buy from you. Creating a message that makes people want to buy now, not in the future, but now identifying all of the opportunities, where to put you, places you can go to, all the networking opportunities that will really help you get results. We're gonna outline a plan. You're gonna know exactly how to plan to build an audience and a pipeline, because this will allow you to sell with ease. And we're gonna create habits so that you're able to up-level your business and your bank account consistently. And that's what we're gonna do today on the Rita Made Me Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because of Rita, Rita, I've doubled my revenue by by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Welcome back to another episode of the Read Rita Me Do It show. Today, I am so excited because we are talking about bringing in more clients and making more sales with ease because it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be complex. It can be simple. Now, this doesn't mean it's going to feel easy. I think I've said this before. It doesn't mean it's going to feel easy. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. It might feel a way out of your comfort zone. It might not just be a little. It might be a lot. But It doesn't have to be complicated and complex. It can be simple. You can create a system that allows you to get in front of the right people so that you make more sales and you do it effectively and easily so that you do it without overwhelm. Because isn't that what we're all trying to avoid at the end of the day is too much overwhelm? Goodness knows we get that enough. (laughs) from other areas of our life. But that's what we're talking about today. How to get in front of the right audience so that you make more sales, but you do it with ease and without the overwhelm. Now, your audience drives almost every single thing in your business. Your offerings, your networking strategy, and especially your marketing strategy. Success really does not come from having a product or service that performs a function. A lot of times people think, if I just build the right product, if I just offer the right service, then I'm going to be successful. (laughs) Then how can I fail? But really, success happens when you have a product or service and it improves someone's life. But you see, whether it improves somebody's life or not, that's not from your point of view. (laughs) That's from their point of view. The first step to making more sales is to get really clear on whose life you're improving and how you're improving it, but from their point of view. And this step, this step is absolutely essential if you want people to know that they need, not that it would be nice to have, but that they need everything that you're providing, that they need not the products, not the services. But they need the solutions, the results that you're providing. If we were talking, if we were sitting down having a coffee together right now, and I said, hey, who do you serve? Who is your target market? Who is your audience? Who are the people that you help? Could you tell me? Could you give me specifics? Or would it sound like, well, I help women, or I help parents, or I help couples, or I help people? Now, I know that there's a tendency to say that you can help everybody because often it's true. You really can. You really can help so many people. So you tend to describe your audience as being comprised of people or people who are looking for dot, dot, dot. People who are looking for the solution that you provide, people who are looking for the service that you have. So maybe Bookkeeping. I work with people who need bookkeeping. I work with business owners who need bookkeeping. I mean, after all, you really do want to keep your options open, right? You'd really like to have, let's just be honest, you'd really like to have as many clients as possible, and you definitely don't want to lose out on potential clients. I get it, especially when you're not generating the revenue that you want to be generating, you don't want to turn down a potential source of business. And I get it. I mean, I was there when I left the law. So for those of you who don't know, I spent 13 years as a business attorney and I left that career to become a dating coach. And when I did that, I announced to the world that I could help. I was ready. (laughs) I was ready to help all singles. I could help singles find love. All of them every single there is. And I think technically it was true. At least I had the ability to equip singles, no matter you know what kind of single they were, to have the foundations that they needed to go find love. But what I really couldn't do and what I couldn't see at that moment was that I could not effectively market to all singles because, spoiler alert, guys and girls, all singles, they're just not the same. Just because you're single doesn't mean you're exactly the same <laughs> as another single. And so that meant that while people thought that what I did, which was helping people find love, people thought that was great. They were like, "Rita, oh my gosh, that's so great. That's incredible. That is so needed. That is so helpful. You're changing lives." But none of those people who were saying that, none of them felt any urgency to actually hire me for it. So, while I had the ability, I had this ability to help everyone, but I was really able to help no one because no one was hiring me. And that left me feeling, honestly, really frustrated. I remember I doubted my business. I don't know how many of you have felt like that, but I was like, oh, is this even going to work? Do people even want to pay for this? Is what I'm doing even wanted and desired? I doubted myself. I mean, other people are hiring businesses. Coaches and other business coaches. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not good enough. And I remember feeling, because of all of this, also desperate, right? Because my bank account was not where I needed it to be. My bank account was suffering. So I needed to make sales, I needed to get clients. So I was stuck in that little cycle of feeling really desperate, and that would cause my next sale not to come, which we're going to talk about today, which would only make me feel more desperate, which only inflamed the doubt, the doubt in my business, the doubt in myself, and expanded the frustration, which only created the circle to start all over again. So much like the entrepreneurs that I work with now, Back then, I was worried, and I was worried I'm already not making the money that I want. If I narrow my audience, then I'm going to lose so much potential business, and I can't afford to lose any business, especially when I don't have any business. That's what I was thinking. But the truth, the truth was that the opposite was actually true. So the minute that I focused my marketing on a specific audience, I was able to really resonate with that audience in a powerful way. And what that did was increase the number of clients that I had. Uh, It increased my effectiveness and being able to serve them. My revenue generated in my business definitely increased. My profits increased. I mean, I made a profit (laughs) for the first time in my business after I did that. You see, people just don't connect with you as easily if you're speaking to too general of an audience, if you're speaking to too broad of an audience. Without getting specific about who you serve, it's really difficult for people to see themselves as needing what you offer. Let's take my client, Becky. For example, Becky first contacted me because she was frustrated, as people are, that no one was hiring her. Maybe you relate to that. So when people asked Becky what she did, she said this, I help people take control of their health. I'll repeat that again. People were like, Becky, what do you do? And Becky said, you know what? I help people take control of their health. Let's break that down for a minute because people, people is not a target market. It's way too big of an audience. It does not emotionally connect with any particular specific person. It's too broad for people to think of a person that they know as a potential referral because you know all people, right? If you were trying to refer to somebody who said that they just work with people, you're going to be like, well, I know so many people. I can't think of one specific person who actually needs you. So by the end of our work together, Becky had hired me for an intensive, and by the end of our work together, she narrowed her audience to who she really, really wanted to help more than other people. It didn't mean this was the only person, I want to stress that, this does not mean this was the only client, in fact, far from it, that Becky ended up helping or is continuing to help in her business. But she realized who she wanted to market to, so she narrowed her audience for marketing to new career mothers. Now, this clarity allowed her to hone in on the problems and the frustrations and the pain points of that specific market. And she was able to talk about how she could help that market, that person, achieve amazing results. So let me give you an example. New career mothers, here are their specific problems. Juggling kids with a new job, limited time in the day because of demanding bosses and commutes and overtime, lack of time to plan meals and a grocery shop, negative reactions from executives and male peers in her office when she brought up anything having to do with her kids at all. That's how Becky described the woman she really wanted to help a mother who had re-entered the workforce, a mom who was back to work for the first time, right? All of the realities of that, juggling kids now with a job, which is something she never had to do or she hasn't had to do for a long time, that limited time in a day because there's commuting now and there's overtime and there's all this stuff she hasn't had to deal with in her schedule, meaning there was a lack of time to do all the things she needed to do to have more efficiency in her life. And then for the first time either ever or in a long time, having to deal with all of these negative reactions whenever she mentioned her children. And then Becky even explained, right, for this client, for this client, it's even harder for her to ask for the time that she needs or for the schedule that she needs to take care of certain things because she's new. She's new to the job. She hasn't been there for a year or five years or 10 years. She hasn't earned that trust. She hasn't earned that recognition. She hasn't earned the clout, or whatever you want to call it, necessary to easily be able to ask for that time off or for that schedule. She was having to prove that she was the right hire. She still was in the window of having to really show them that she was the right person. So she was too afraid. She was too afraid to ask for any concessions. So when I explain that, do you see how specific those issues are? Not all people have those problems. I mean, a woman who travels for her job, she may face issues of always eating on the go. She could face issues of never having time for consistent exercise, maybe poor sleep because of constantly changing time zones. So again, see how going narrow on that particular person really helps uncover the right language, the right stories, the right examples that are going to allow the right clients easily see themselves in your marketing, in your posts, in your videos, in your testimonials, in your case studies. Because you see, people buy with their emotions and they justify with logic. Because my client, Becky, because she was able to narrow who she was speaking to, she was able to form that true connection, that moment where people went, she gets me. She understands me and my life mothers who had just transitioned back to corporate America knew without a doubt that Becky understood them, their specific worries, their specific dreams, their specific dilemmas. She used examples and stories and language that really allowed them to see themselves in her marketing. So I ask you, are you really talking to the right audience? Are you really talking to your market? Are you speaking specifically enough that you're forming a connection that creates certainty? Certainty that you understand them, specifically them, that you understand their individual problems their individual frustrations. That's the first thing that you can do right now is just revisit it. It might have been a while. It might have changed. It's funny. We kind of start general, then we have this moment in our business where we get specific, but then we kind of let old habits fall back in and we maybe get a little too broad, a little too general in our marketing again. So I just want you to sit and go, who am I talking to? Have their problems even changed? I mean, as the world, you might still be talking. Maybe you maybe you were always Becky. Maybe you were always Becky and you were always talking to a narrow target audience of new career mothers. But new career mothers, the problems of two years ago, are very different than the problems right now. So you can hit pause, and I want you to spend some time getting clear on who your market really is so that you can put a focus on connecting with them deeply rather than trying to cast your message wide to a generic audience. I want you to stop. I want you to think, who is that specific person that I really want to market to more than other people? And can I get in touch with, can I revisit what their challenges and struggles on a day-to-day basis are right now in this Culture in this environment, in this moment in time. Now, this is something that sounds like it should be easy to do, but when you sit down to do it, it can actually be very difficult. So, I'm going to tell you now, and I'm going to tell you at the end that I'm offering a free masterclass on October 21st at 10 a.m. The link to sign up is in the show notes. It's completely free, it's an hour and a half long masterclass. And in this class, we are going to talk about client attraction. We are going to talk and actually work. Work through creating the messaging that is going to allow you to do this, to talk to people in a way that makes them excited to buy from you and work with you now and helps them know and trust that you are the right solution. So if you're struggling with this, don't worry. Sign up for that October 21st free masterclass, and we'll dig into it. But for now, maybe just jot down your thoughts. All right. Now, the other thing, number two, that was number one. (laughs) Number two, we're going to talk about, I think it's five things today, okay? So the second thing, now that you really know who you're serving, who that target market is, we need to really make sure that you create a marketing message that makes them want to buy now. Not in the future, not down the road, but now. So let's talk about what your audience does not want to buy. Okay, I want you to write this down or say it out loud to yourself, (laughs) whatever you need to do to like have it sink in. Here is what your audience does not want to buy they do not want to buy what you do. They don't want to buy your service, your process, your method. They don't want to buy that. They don't want to buy your programs. They don't want to buy your products. They don't want to buy your services. They definitely, definitely don't want to buy any of your how. So any of that, like like I said, the process, the systems, they don't want to buy any of that. They don't want to buy a certain number of hours and a certain number of days in a certain number of ways. They don't want to buy logistics. So like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm telling you, they don't want to buy what you do. They don't want to buy your products. They don't want to buy your services. They don't want to buy logistics. They don't want to buy your processes. They don't want to buy your systems. So. Let me explain. And I'll use me as an example. My audience does not want to buy business strategy. They don't want to buy business coaching. You guys don't want to buy training or mindset work. You definitely don't really want to buy accountability. You don't want to buy 20 coaching sessions, right? You don't want to buy 20 hours worth of coaching sessions. You don't want to buy a template. You don't even want to buy my signature framework. Here's what my clients do want to buy. They want to buy results. They want to sign new clients. They want to increase revenue. They want to get booked to speak. They want to spend more time with their family and friends. They want to travel more. I mean, isn't that you? Wouldn't you love to sign more clients? Isn't that why you're listening to this episode? And what if I told you that you could sign more clients and make more money and impact more lives and do it all while spending more time with the people who matter most and doing the things that light you up? Isn't that something (laughs) that you want to buy? So while my process and my programs are my how, those are how I help people get results, that's not what I should be placing center stage in my marketing. Instead, my marketing really needs to focus on the wants and the needs of my audience. Stated in a simpler way, it's not about me, it's about them. So, when your audience clearly sees that your products and services will improve their lives by producing the results that they want, then they're going to find them valuable. But for them to be able to see that, you have to be clear on the immediate, and this is the mean word. Like, if you were highlighting this in a book, I would tell you, highlight the word immediate. They have to be clear on the immediate, tangible benefits that they are going to get from working with you. So, for example, there are three benefits or three benefits that clients get from working with me. Number one, a steady stream of clients seeking them out. Number two, consistently hitting revenue goals. And number three, attracting opportunities that let them make a greater impact. Things like speaking and media appearances, podcast interviews, you know, the bigger benefits, like the bigger benefits are things like building a business that supports their life or growing their self-esteem, building their confidence, improving communication. But those aren't the things that my audience sees as their immediate problem and their urgent problem. It's not improving communication, it's getting a client. It's not building confidence, it's closing a sales call. Do you see what I'm saying? When I was a date coach, I started by marketing like this. I said, I could help, remember I could help all singles, right? (laughs) But I could help clients find fulfilling love. And everyone said that was so great. It was so needed. It was so valuable. It was so interesting. And nobody hired me to help them with it because they thought it was nice, but they also felt like that was 15 steps away from where they were because their immediate and urgent problems weren't like, how do I find fulfilling love? It was, how do I get a second date? How do I write an online dating profile? How can I actually make myself want to go out on a date? Now, don't confuse your title, your offerings, or your process with what you do for your audience. I'm going to say that again. Don't confuse your title or your offerings or your process with what you do for your audience. And do not be afraid to highlight those ultimate results. What I find is that entrepreneurs are hesitant to market to the results, and they're purposefully hiding behind what they do. So. You might be a brand photographer that helps people get more visible. That's your title, and that's what you do. Your title is photographer, and what you do is help people get visible. But that's not the result that your clients want. They want what being visible will get them more clients, more opportunities. So people are afraid often and hesitate to market to the results because they are afraid of making promises that they just can't fulfill. You aren't making a guarantee. That's what I want you to see. You are providing them with everything they need to be able to produce those results. For example, I can't promise you that you're going to get new clients or that you're going to increase your revenue or you'll be booked to speak, but I can promise you. I can promise you that you will receive all of the information, all of the support that you need, everything necessary to make that happen. If you show up fully for yourself and you show up fully for those results, So number one, people don't market to the results because they're afraid of making promises that they can't fulfill. And number two, they don't appreciate and understand themselves the full value that they really bring to the table. So again, for example, you may be a brand photographer, but while what you do is brand strategy and what you produce are branded photos, the results that you give your clients aren't those things. The results are attracting more clients, increasing revenue, being considered for bigger speaking opportunities for media appearances. So what you need to do is you need to create a marketing message that makes people want to buy now. And that means stopping and thinking about what that immediate problem, maybe one or two problems that are tangible and immediate and in their face are. So kind of back to Becky, the client I shared with you earlier, one thing that she did was help people take control of their health, right? help them be a healthy person. But that felt so far away for them. They were just like, how do I sleep through the night? That's all I need right now. So I really want you to get clear on what those problems are. And again, remember, if you struggle with this or you just want to talk it out, join me for that free masterclass on October 21st because it's interactive. We are going to dive into some of this. We're going to have moments to be able to talk, talk it out. So you know, maybe some, spend some time, jot it down, and then join me October 21st for the free masterclass on attracting clients with ease. You can find that link again in the show notes. And you're going to hear this throughout this whole episode. All right. So let's move on to the third thing. So now we know we have to get really narrow about who you're marketing to so that you're able to create a marketing message that clearly identifies why they want to hire you right now. So it connects with them on that level that they know they need you and they need you now. So what's next? Well, now that you know all that, you have to go find these people. So I want to caveat this by saying that where you go, where you go to network depends on why, why you're networking, what your goal is for networking. And you might have different goals at different times. But for this episode, we're focused on attracting your right audience so that they become clients and customers. So as always, my best way to illustrate this to you is by telling you a story. So a client hired me and they were really frustrated, as they always are when they come to hire me, right? But they they hired me frustrated because she felt like she was wasting her time Networking. She was going to tons of networking events. She was going to all of these networking events, but she wasn't getting any clients. Now, we're going to put aside how we network, how to network effectively. We're going to put that aside for this episode. That might be a future episode, but I'm just going to say that the purpose of, of going networking, right, really should never be about getting a client. But instead, it's about creating relationships. But that being said, that being said, you can be very strategic about where you network because, again, our networking time, our networking budgets, they're not infinite. In fact, I sell a class on creating a networking and follow-up strategy because that's how important it is to be strategic. And in fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that in that free masterclass on October 21st, guys. But let, let's get back to the story. So I asked where she was networking, and she was attending all of the standard networking events, chamber of commerce events, local networking lunches for entrepreneurs, meetups for women in business, BNI meetings. I mean, if entrepreneurs gathered, there was a chance that she was there. But here's the problem. She was a dating coach networking does not work when you're doing it in the wrong places. She was definitely not in the right places. She told me that she kept looking for networking events that could cater to singles, but she couldn't find any. So she was going to all of these other places in hopes that a few people would be there who were single or that they could refer her to people who were single. And while word-of-mouth referrals are great, You're placing your client flow into the hands and timelines of other people when you make that your main strategy. So I asked her, I said, well, where do singles go to meet and hang out with other singles? Where do they go? Wouldn't it be better to just walk into a room and be surrounded by your audience so that they could personally initiate relationships with you? So she started listing all of these places that singles went to go meet other singles, meetup groups she knew of, national associations for singles, workshops and other events. So then I said, "Okay, cool. Now, where do singles go after they're done working? Where are they going after work? And she was like, well, you know, or on the weekends or anything like that. Where do they go for fun? And she said, well, you know wineries, happy hours, basically anywhere, <laughs> anywhere there is food or drink, you'll probably find a single, you know. So I said, well, why aren't you going to all of these places? You just listed off handfuls and handfuls of places. Why are you not going to any of these events? You know, she said she hadn't really thought of that. She was like, Rita, I hadn't really thought of non-traditional ways to network. Networking groups were really what came to mind when I was thinking about networking. But then, of course, she had a reason why that wouldn't work. She said, but Rita, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Rita. I'm not single. I'm not single. So won't it be weird? Wouldn't it be odd for me to go to a singles event when I'm not single? And I told her, I said, if people ask, just say, no, I'm not single. But my clients are. And it's really important that I stay up to date on their challenges and the opportunities available for them. And I really, you know, keep up on what's going on in their world. That's important and that's why I'm here. So after that, she changed where she was networking and it wasn't long before all of those results appeared. Not only was she creating incredible relationships that eventually many of them turned into client relationships, but she was learning so much about her market and how to serve them better. And then the organizers and leaders of all of these groups started asking her to speak or to collaborate or do things with them. Her audience increased. Her sales increased, too. So it's a very common scenario to be networking in rooms that are just not full of your audiences. Is your audience an executive in corporate America? Well, where are they going to meet other corporate executives? Is your ideal client a stay-at-home mom? Where does she go to meet other stay-at-home moms? This applies to online networking as well. It's not different, really. Networking online isn't that different from networking in person other than the medium in which you're meeting people. So now you can see where narrowing your market to that ideal person you want to be marketing to comes in helpful because it helps you really identify where that person is spending their time, where they are going to meet other people like them, where you can go to meet other people like them. For example, a stay-at-home mom is more likely to be at a park or playground in the afternoon than at the local chamber event. So take a minute and think about that. So now that you know that narrow market that you really want to market to, and you even know about the results they want and the problems that they have, that might help form where they, they are. But where are they spending their time to meet other people like them? I want you to jot a few of those down and then bring them to the free masterclass on October 21st. So sometimes clients come to me because they feel like they're doing everything. I mean, this might be you. Rita, I am doing everything. I've done all of this. I have narrowed my market. I've identified the the immediate in-their-face problems or the results that they want. I even know where they're all going to meet each other. But it's still not translating, Rita, into consistent clients. It's not translating into consistent sales. And these people are exhausted. And, I mean, it's exhausting, right? But they're exhausted because they feel like they're always having to hustle and grind to find the next client or the next customer. And when I sit down with them and I really dig into it, I see that they're doing what so many entrepreneurs do. They're marketing to the sale. They're marketing for the sale. That is, they're treating their audience like every member of the audience is ready to buy just because the members of your audience are similar doesn't mean that they are all at the same stage of what's known as the buyer cycle. So let's use the audience from my date coaching days as an example for this. Divorced women in their 40s who are just starting to date again. Okay, so that was my market. Now, some of them are just beginning to think about dating. They haven't even tried to write an online dating profile, much less go on a date yet. But others, well, they've been at it a few months. They hate online dating, and they really aren't understanding the technology of it all. They feel like they aren't using it correctly or that it's just not working. They've been on a few dates. Those dates haven't panned out. Um, You know, either they're not getting second dates or they're seeing a trend of being attracted to kind of similar patterns or people from their past relationship. They're dating but they're not having fun. Now, one of these women are more likely to be ready to hire a dating coach. Not not that the other woman can't or won't, but one is more likely to be ready. So do you know which one that is? I mean, the woman who's been out there doing it on her own and she isn't having any luck. She wants to meet someone, but she's not sure about why she's not getting the second date you know, if her profile is at fault, if she's even using the right sites to meet people, if anything that she's doing is the cause of it all. Now, the other woman, she hasn't even tried yet. They haven't encountered the situations that are going to reveal that they're not getting the results that they hoped for. They haven't gone through experiences that create frustration for them or make them wonder what they're doing incorrectly. I mean, yes, there may be a few women who would hire someone to help them get over their fear so that they start dating. But again, that's different than the market I was. That's different than that ideal, specific, narrow person I wanted to talk to. My person was a woman who already decided to and was doing it. She didn't feel any hesitation at the start. She did it, and now she's having problems. If I was only, though, if I was only marketing to the woman with that immediate, urgent need, the woman who was ready, if I was only marketing to her, then I would lose out on all of those other women, the other group of women who at some point will start, they will start dating, and they will be in that place that they know that they need a dating coach. So it's important that I also put out content that speaks to the woman who's just at the beginning, Just in this scenario, just at the beginning of putting herself out there. That content... Isn't gonna be the same as the content that's being provided to the woman who is frustrated and ready to throw in the towel. So here's an important stat. Here's an important stat to pay attention to. If you like statistics, listen up. I like statistics. <laughs> By the time a problem has turned into an urgent crisis, an urgent need, 80% of the buying process has already been completed. So in the example above, That means that well before, well before they've reached the stage of frustration and urgency and desire to actually hire a dating coach, they have already 80% decided who they're going to hire. So if the first time they're becoming aware of me as a dating coach was when they reached that stage, then chances are I was not the dating coach they were going to hire. I mean, are there exceptions? Sure. But you don't want to build your business (laughs) on rare exceptions. Now, the reason that the women who were ready hired me was because they had found me back when they had just started dating, before they were ready to hire me, before their online dating profile was written, before their first meetup group was joined, before they went on that first date, but because they consumed my content, they consumed my blogs, my articles, etc., that were about them and where they were at at that beginning. And in those places, I wasn't directing them to get on a sales call with me. I wasn't directing them to hire me because remember, they weren't ready. I knew that those people We're not ready to buy. But I was creating engagement. I was creating opportunities for interaction. I was bringing them into my ecosystem, my community, so that I could nurture those relationships over time so that when they were ready, they already knew me. They already liked me. They already trusted me. And they saw me as a credible expert, as an authority who could solve their problem. Because as their interaction in the dating world progressed, the content that resonated and what they needed in that content, well, that changed too and progressed. And it moved them through the buyer cycle. Now, we're not gonna go into that necessarily into this episode, but this becomes important because the way that people find you often depends on where they are in the buyer cycle. So incorporating that into your marketing strategy is crucial. And this is something we're definitely gonna dive into on the October 21st free masterclass about client attraction. So click on that link in the show notes and sign up because this is something you're most likely definitely going to want to talk about. But I want you to sit there. I want you to kind of outline a flow that will allow you to grow and engage your audience while creating a pipeline. So think about who hires you, when that urgent problem is that makes them go, yes, I need to solve this right now. But now walk that back many, many steps. Where are they at the beginning before they ever need you? And how can you talk to them at that point without directing them to hire you, but moving them through your ecosystem and building a deep relationship with them so that when they do reach the point where they are having the urgent problem, they've already made up their mind that it's going to be you because they already trust you. They already have that relationship with you. Take a minute and think about that. Okay, guys, so we've gone over four things that you can do right now to start getting in front of the right audience and making more sales, because the main frustration for people who come to me is that they aren't hitting their sales goals. And I ask them what they think the issue is, and they'll say, well, I think it's my audience. I need to change my target market, Rita. (laughs) I need to change my audience to people who are ready to pay me, to people who have more money, because the people that I'm marketing to, Rita, they just can't afford me. I don't know if you've heard that or if you've said that before. I mean, I remember at the beginning of my business, I did too. It felt like that. Well, I need to change my market to people who have money, Rita, or enough money to work with me because people, they just, the people I'm talking to, they can't afford me. So when I sit down with someone who's saying that and I pull back the lens and I look at all of the information and all of the data, what I find is that their audience is already right in front of them. They are talking to the right audience. You know, growing a business is 5% strategy and 95% tenacity. 5% strategy and 95% tenacity. It requires stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing it consistently. And it requires patience while you sit in the discomfort because you're going to have to sit in a lot of discomfort and you have to give your strategies that time to produce real results. 90 days usually. And that's not easy. It's not easy because it doesn't feel good when you aren't seeing results. In fact, that is exactly where most entrepreneurs cut and run, sometime after implementing the strategy but before the 90-day mark. So, while they're doing many things, they aren't seeing m- meaningful results from any of those things. So, clients come to me frustrated with the lack of results in their business and they think that they have a problem with their with their audience and that they need a new audience. But really, they have a stopping problem. So do you have a stopping problem? In order for any strategy to work, for the concepts and strategies and actions that you've identified throughout this episode even, for these to work, for these to take you to the next level, you have to create habits that are going to allow you to up-level your mindset so that you can be consistent. That means cultivating that mindset of commitment. Cultivating the mindset of commitment is necessary for success because that's what allows you to consistently show up and execute on your strategy. And only by consistently showing up and consistently executing Will you be visible? Will you be educating your audience? Will you be leading them through that journey we talked about in the buyer cycle and nurturing and creating those deep, meaningful relationships? All of the things that are absolutely required to get more sales with ease. Here's a short version. Here's a short version, guys, of what I just said. Instead of working it to see if it works, work it until it works. I'm going to say that again. Instead of working it to see if it works, you work it until it works. And while there's no simple skill that you need to learn to do that with ease, what will help you, what will help you push yourself to the next level is making the decision to be successful. You've heard me say this in episodes before. Goals are useful, but the power is in the decision. I just talked about this about an episode or two ago when we were talking all about goal setting. Goals are useful, but the power is in the decision. Once you make a committed decision, you can set goals along the way to support you in it, but the decision has to come first. You aren't going to make a big change if you're not fully committed, and you can't be fully committed until you've made the decision. But making a decision to be successful, like we talked about in the last episode, means deciding who you have to be in order to take the actions to reach your goals. Deciding who you have to be means making a choice, a choice about who you are and how you show up in the world. Because by choosing to be a certain kind of person, you cut off all other options of being anyone else. And I think that's pretty freaking powerful. I I hope you do, too. It is. I'm telling you right now. It is. Let's say that I want to grow my list. I want to grow my audience. I want to grow my community over the next six months. One of the goals that I may set to achieve that could be to grow my Facebook group by 50%, but the real power to achieve that would come from the decision about who I have to be in order to grow my Facebook group. For example, I'm a person who shows up fully and gets visible daily. I provide extreme value to others at all times. I nurture my existing Facebook group proactively, and I provide opportunities for people to connect with me every day. So that's the final piece of this. I want you to make a decision about who you have to be to realize the success you want. And what we've been talking about is attracting clients with ease, right? Talking to the narrow market, having that really specific marketing message and marketing language, knowing how to reach people at different points of the buyer cycle, having a system and sitting in the discomfort to implement that system, all of it. Who do you have to be to do all of that so that you can realize your success. I want you to write that down and make a commitment to yourself and then bring that to the October 21st free masterclass and let us know what your decision statement is. I am a person who dot, dot, dot. I am a person who what? I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear about it in the free masterclass on the 21st, guys. So let me recap what we talked about today. You got clear on how to really identify who your audience is so that you can talk to them in a way that lets them know that they need to buy from you, but more importantly, makes them want to buy from you now. You also identified networking opportunities that will actually help you connect with the right people that will bring you results. You know how to outline a plan to build a pipeline so that you're not having to hustle and grind for the next sale, but instead you can really attract clients and fill those client spots and get clients and customers to make sales with ease. And you know how to create a habit that will uplevel that business mindset because up-leveling the business mindset is a requirement to up-leveling the bank account. Now, I love talking about all of this, right? But I want to make sure that you go big on this so that you get big results, so that you get the big results that you're going to declare in that decision statement. I really want to help you move the needle forward on this so that your financial situation and the impact you want on it is realized now. I want to help you solidify new thoughts and language and actions that you've committed to over the course of this episode so that you get results instead of just listening to this and thinking this was motivational for a moment and then it never actually gets implemented because you've decided that you want this, right? I hope so. I hope you've decided that this is a done deal, that attracting clients with ease is a done deal. And if you believe that that's true, if you have decided that that will be true for you, that you will, that you are attracting clients with ease, then you have to back that belief with an action. So the way that you can do that is by signing up for my free October 21st Client Attraction Masterclass. Because in that class, I'm going to help you go all in on this, go all in on building a profitable business that supports your life, whatever that looks like, that allows you to attract Clients to create that like pipeline, that steady stream of clients and customers who are seeking you out, who are excited to work with you, who are excited to buy from you. Look, you're never going to hear a successful business owner say that they got to where they are by being inconsistent or doing it all on their own or without believing that they'd succeed or without solid strategies or without a coach or a mentor. So don't do it yourself. Like, don't say those things yourself, right? Like, I want you to. Have an action, have a plan in place. Like, guys, my one on one coaching is full. My mastermind group that starts in November, I'm not even launching it because it was full before the launch. So I had to come up with ways that I'm able to serve you and help you. And this free masterclass on October 21st, this is that way. I'm going to be able to work with you so that you can really think about your marketing message your marketing system, and what it all means for attracting the right audience so that you make more sales. But again, more importantly, you do it with ease and without overwhelm. So click on the show notes, like go in, find the link to the October 21st Masterclass. Guys, it's free. It's 10 a.m. to 1130 a.m. Eastern that day. If you can't be there live, that's cool. You'll get the replay. But for anyone who is there live, at the end of it, I'm going to give away a free 90-minute personal, private, intensive. That's a $797 value. And I'm doing that so, one, to reward people who are there live and interacting and sharing because I think that will be so valuable for everyone there live or watching on the replay. But also, right, that's a way of just saying... (laughs) Way to go of taking bold action. It's not easy. And I want you then to take that information and we'll work in the 90 minutes to really flush out that marketing message for you, to really make it so that you can communicate what you do in a way that excites the right people and gets them motivated to work with you now. So you have to be there live to be able to win the 90-minute intensive, but you don't have to be there live to get the replay of the masterclass. So check it all out, and I'll talk to you next week on another episode of the Read and Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much... Every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.